Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Where to invest in uncertain times. If you've been following the stock market, you know it is uncertain. Heck, I remember just a few months ago thinking, is Google going to tank below $100? Amazon seemed to be stuck at $100. Apple was just like an anomaly, and now NVIDIA is going crazy. Well, Google's well above $100. Amazon's well above $100. Apple is at all-time highs. NVIDIA is at all-time highs. But it seems like many, many, many other stocks are either under water or losing value currently what in the world is going on i would say we are certainly in uncertain times and you've all heard that cash is king and when the man the myth the legend warren buffett considered one of the most successful investors of all time obviously i talk about him too much well when wb dumps billions into stocks and then he just sits on listen to this he is sitting on 130 billion dollars in cash when Warren's sitting on that kind of money, now that kind of money is hard to deploy, but when he's sitting on that kind of cash, it's time to evaluate your portfolio as well. And at a recent Berkshire Hathaway, uh, his annual Berkshire Fest, he actually threw out a few warnings. He said the fallout from the banking industry is creating some market concerns. And in 2022, Berkshire Hathaway had purchased a record $68 billion in stocks. The man that says be greedy when others are fearful was putting his money where his mouth was. And that $68 billion in stocks, which has slowed substantially amid the challenging outlook and banking crisis, he's slowed down his buying and he's now all this cash is piling up. Well, it's, it's facing headwinds. Berkshire, the giant conglomerate, who, you know, you might know that he owns a ton of Apple. He owns Geico Insurance outright. He owns a lot of Coca-Cola. He, I've talked about how he owns Oxy Petroleum, not the whole company, but I think $13 billion worth of it. Anyway. When he's just sitting on this cash and all these dividend stocks he has is continuing to buy more and more cash, well, he, he's become a little bit, I don't know, is he getting old? Is he getting shaken? Like, have the railroad strikes affected his second largest acquisition, which is Burlington Northern Santa Fe Corp., a railroad here in the North America, both America and Canada? And he's got freight revenues on the down. You know, some of his stocks aren't doing so hot. Apple's going crazy, which is great for him. At Berkshire Fest, he said he is, quote, spotting some red flags. And he began offloading some of the bank stocks that he had held for 25 years, including 95% of his stake in U.S. Bank Corp. ticker USB. He also dumped 69% of his stake in Bank of New York Mellon Corp. ticker BK. So, with rumors swirling around about replacing Warren and Charlie as the head of Berkshire's purchases... I can confidently tell you it's not going to be happening anytime soon because the man has still got it. So with all of that being said, why is Warren sitting on 130? What uncertain times are ahead and how can we look at investing right now to build our portfolios for not just now, but for the future in general? And where some investors want to sit in cash and wait things out, I 
gosh, I fall victim to that all the time. Like I'm way too much of my portfolio is currently in cash. And I feel like I missed a window. I was, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I've been waiting for the stocks. I thought they were going to fall to pre-COVID levels, like March 2020. We got real close and I should have bought and I didn't. And now I'm kicking myself. Anyway, that's just neither here nor there. Point is, some of us are sitting in cash waiting things out. We should have been buying, buying, buying. I should be following my own advice. But now what are we going to do in the meantime? Well, this is where something called a business development company, also known as a BDC, can come in. And on today's show, we're going to talk about BDCs. We're going to give an introduction. What is a BDC? How many times in this episode will I say BDC? Is it right for our portfolios, BDC? And then we're going to take a look at three business development companies that may be right for our portfolios. That was the longest introduction in history. You are listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. Let's get into it. Okay, so what is a business development company, a BDC? It's, I don't know, it's similar to like a hybrid of a private equity fund, if you're familiar with that, or a closed-end fund. There's some funds that you have to like ask permission to become involved in. They're handled tax-wise, kind of like a real estate investment trust. And typically, a BDC is going to offer some of the best dividend stocks for high yields. It's like a, it's a company that buys companies for you, but you're actually... It's not a fund. You're actually investing in the stock of the BDC. Kind of like when you buy a REIT. Um, I have no example. Plymouth. Let's say you buy the Plymouth REIT. Well, Plymouth is a company that's buying buildings and then passing that yield onto you, the investor. Well, the BDC company you might buy is buying stocks of high-yield companies and then passing that yield onto you. And Warren Buffett, one of the uh, one of his stock portfolios, he holds Aries Capital, ticker symbol ARCC, and that is a BDC. So if the greatest investor of all time thinks BDCs are worth a look, I think maybe you and I can learn something as well. So to understand the industry, we got to first understand what exactly a BDC is. Well, BDC, you know, as I said, is similar to private equity for the everyday person. At least that's what the marketing companies are telling us. They're, it's a private equity fund without a lockup period or restrictions. And you don't have to be an ultra high net worth individual or an investor to get involved. BDCs are publicly traded on exchanges and primarily invest in small to mid-sized companies. And they look at both the debt and equities as different types of investments. There are some BDCs that only buy companies' debt, and then they're receiving those debt payments back. And then there's different companies that actually invest and purchase the equity of different companies. Again, similar to REITs or real estate investment trusts. United States Congress developed the BDC to encourage corporate tax benefits. So because many BDCs are taxed and regulated as regulated investment companies, just the way a real estate investment trust is, according to U.S. law, the BDC has to pay out at least 90% of its net income as dividends. So all the money that it's made throughout the year has to pay out to you and I, the investors of the company, 90% of that net income. So therefore... Many BDCs, like real estate investment trusts, are an excellent opportunity for high-yield income. If you are looking for a strong dividend, you would look at cash-heavy companies, you would look at REITs, and now, if you haven't heard of them before, you can now look at a BDC. So, that's BDC in a nutshell. Many, many, many BDCs focus on financial systems and financial uh, sector of the market, but let's talk about, you know, 
weakness opportunities. Because where one stock's weakness can be another stock's opportunity. And during times of banking weakness like we're experiencing now, small and mid-sized businesses need access to capital. And when rates are going up and regional banks across the world, specifically here in the States, are defaulting, capital begins to shrink and there's a liquidity slash credit crisis. And access to capital provides the ability to sell equity to investors. The more liquidity you have in the market, the better the market does. And if you don't believe that, just look at the past few months when things got tight and regional banks started falling and Miss Janet Yellen poured tons of liquidity back in the market. You can basically time the bottom there and the market took off. When liquidity went into the markets, the markets responded favorably and started going vertical. So given traditional banks tightening of credit standards and the demise, as we know, of Silicon Valley Bank and a few other regional banks, small to medium-sized businesses and venture-backed tech startups are looking elsewhere for capital. And as big banks tighten policies, like J.P. Morgan's basically bought everybody and they're tightening their policies, the floodgates of opportunities for new clients are going to BDCs to use some of their money to generate yield. So there we go. Fear moves markets. And we are seeing a lot of panic and a lot of fear in the regional banking structure. Silicon Valley Bank, First Regional Republic, Signature Bank, on and on and on. And due to the structure of the BDCs, there can be opportunities from these banks' failures for BDCs to make money. Over the last year, real estate sector, XLRE, has been one of the worst performing sectors in America. In the financial services sector, XLF is the ticker, wasn't far behind. It's almost break-even year-to-date, but it's still underwater on a one-year perspective. And many investors are searching, like people who would trade XLRE and XLF, they're like, these are in the toilet, I need something else. Uh, I'm looking at these distressed assets, and I'm thinking, where can I find some more money? And they're fishing the bottom of the finance world. I came across this article from Seeking Alpha, and Seeking Alpha has this quantitative analysis realm where the quants, the smart math people and computer-generated AI process, they will give ratings and grades to different um, investments that you put in. So taking a look at this Seeking Alpha, it says that this has become a great opportunity for BDCs to fill this void, like the vacuum of power that the small regional banks were holding. BDCs are now filling that in, therefore making BDCs a possible more interesting investment. So after the break, we're going to dig into three opportunities as highlighted by Stephen Crest, head of quantitative analysis at the U.S. publisher Seeking Alpha. And we're going to see what he has to say about these three specific companies. How are they making money and how might they make us some money? So we'll be right back. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Okay, welcome back. Let's summarize, because I've used a lot of words that I don't typically throw around, so I want to wrap my own mind around what we've talked about so far and then kind of set the stage for these three specific business development companies that Stephen Crest, head of quant analysis at Seeking Alpha, is recommending. So here we go. Summarizing, banking and real estate weaknesses are a catalyst for investors to consider high-yield business opportunities, BDCs. And BDCs with strong fundamentals can be an excellent opportunity to provide high-yield and compound growth over the long term. BDCs that have sunk with other financial institutions, so these three that we're going to talk about have been distressed as the financial institutions have the whole kind of sector in the market is down and is negative for the year. That makes these a potential buying opportunity. And when the stock price goes down and the dividend stays up, that yield goes up. So now we're going to take a look at three high-yielding business development companies as recommended by quantitative analysis Steve Crest. Let's get into it. Each of Steve's stock picks fundamentals are consistent. They want performance. He wants dividend safety, dividend growth, and double-digit yields. That's a lot. I feel like that's a lot to ask for, and that's probably why there's hundreds and thousands of BDCs, and he's only recommending three. And because there are trends correlating between strong dividend growth and strong equity returns, he is focusing on these three BDC stocks because they have solid growth and strong capital gain potential. The three BDCs that Steve recommends is Aries Capital, ticker symbol ARCC, Hercules Capital, ticker HTGC, and Horizon Technology Finance, a company I was actually familiar with from one of the dividend groups I'm involved in. I just didn't know that it was a BDC. Anyway, Horizon Technology Finance, ticker symbol HRZN. Aries Capital, Horizon Tech, quant ratings are currently a buy, and Hercules is rated a strong buy right now at the recording. This recording date is June 26, 2023. Each of these picks is fundamentally strong with earnings. Projections are good. The stock price is, let's say, affordable, and the dividend yield is very high. Aries Capital has a dividend yield of 10.49%. Hercules Capital has a dividend yield of 11.48%, and Horizon Tech a dividend yield of 11.35. If you've heard me talk about higher dividend yields, like when you get into the double digits, I get nervous if it's a stock company. But as this is a company that is designed to pay out 90% of its earnings, you should expect a double digit uh, return for these companies because they're not holding on to much. They're giving all of it back and therefore the dividend yield should be higher. All right, benefits of a business development company before we get into just the three. You got potential high yields. Obviously, these are high yields. They're generally greater than common stocks. You've got good income opportunities. If you're in the States, you have favorable tax structure. BDCs give you access to private investments that aren't typically available to retail investors. So these BDCs are making investments that you probably can't even make yourself. And then larger BDCs can generally borrow at lower rates and offer greater stability to other smaller BDCs. Some risks you got to think about before we get into just naming three. Smaller teams involved in BDCs means that there's less due diligence, and that makes the investment decision process quicker, but also can leave people to think maybe that's a little bit risky because you have a smaller group of people making the decisions. There's always liquidity risk because many investments 
are startups and not publicly traded. Oftentimes, the BDCs you're invested in are a little bit illiquid, so it's not going to have as much volume as you know many of your regular stocks, let alone the passive indexes we talk about a lot. You have diversification risk because venture capital and venture debt investments held in some BDCs may be distressed, and if things really get bad, they could possibly default, and then the BDC isn't going to make as much money. And then finally, you've got higher management fees. I know I'm not really, I don't really like fees, but if you can make it happen, make it happen. Fees are just the price that you pay as a retail investor to access these types of private investments. So considering these risks and looking at the quantitative analysis, here are Steve's three recommendations. Again, you've got Aries Capital, ticker symbol ARCC. And its market capitalization uh, as of the second quarter of 2023 is $9.93 billion. The quantitative analysis rating, as I said, was a buy. It has a dividend safety grade of a C, and the forward dividend is 10.49%. BDC's... Um, like Aries Capital, pays that dividend quarterly. A market-leading business development company, Aries Capital, specializes in developing comprehensive financing to middle market companies. It wants to structure itself as a global alternative investment to many of your regular equity-type markets, and it's trying to work in primarily secondary investment solutions. So private equity fund goes to a bank. It can't get funding. It's going to go to the BDC for credit, for private equity, and for real estate purchases. Externally managed Aries Management, again, A-R-E-S, is the biggest of the BDCs in terms of market size. And this is the one that old Warren owns. And they're showcasing, you know, showcasing may not be a great word there, with the dividend forward probability of a C. It's like kind of right in the middle, you know, A, B, C, D, F. I don't know why we don't do E, but anyway... A C is a somewhat stable grade for a BDC. Last year, its dividend was 10.21, and now it's grown up to 10.49. So you have dividend growth, and they have grown their dividend for the last 20 years. So they've got a good scorecard highlighting the attractiveness of their dividend. That was number one, ARCC, Aries Capital. Second recommendation is Hercules Capital, ticker symbol HTGC. Market capitalization, again, as of second quarter of 2023, is $1.89 billion, so a much smaller company. The quantitative analysis rating is a strong buy. Dividend safety grade of a C, same as Aries, and the forward dividend yield of 11.48%. Like its name, Hercules Capital is a strong buy rated company, and with the failure of Silicon Valley Bank, one of its biggest competitors in the asset class, Hercules has a lot of opportunity to gain California-based venture capital money. It's the biggest BDC in venture lending in America with more than 600 companies borrowing from Hercules. There's more than 240 IPOs that have borrowed money from Hercules, and currently they have $3.3 billion under management and $17 billion in the pipeline of companies that are looking to invest and take financing from Hercules Capital. So... When one of your biggest competitors falls, that is a great outlook for Hercules Capital and could provide a great buying opportunity. Year-to-date, the stock is only up a modest 3%, but it's still early days after Silicon Valley has kind of gone down. People are scrambling. People are looking. What's a great way to capitalize and who is going to capitalize that big, huge market share that Silicon Valley Bank had? Well, it very well could be Hercules Capital. 
And finally, the top three pick for this show's business development company, ending with Horizon Technology Finance. Market cap of $330 million, has a quant rating of a buy, dividend safety grade of a C-, with an expected forward dividend yield of 11.35%. Horizon's a leading venture capital firm. They offer structured debt products to venture capital companies, primarily in life sciences, technology, healthcare, and renewable industries. Since 2004, Horizon has funded more than 315 companies and originated and invested over $3 billion in venture loans. They're also expecting to gain money from the tailwind of SVB's fallout. In closing, I didn't know much about BDCs to start this episode. I knew private equity and kind of knew the realm, but I hadn't really looked into BDCs as being a private equity for the modern man or the average Jane, if you will. BDCs are a unique investment opportunity, especially when you're not sure where to put your cash. As always, I think passive index funds is a great way to dollar cost average. But if you're looking for something a little bit spicier to give you that edge that you think you can gain, a BDC might give you that opportunity. They're trying to offer this combination of growth and yield. Right now, some of them have some bullish momentum, and all three have been profitable. So those are good fundamentals. The financial sector is riddled with concerns and uncertainty right now, and I think that's paving the way for BDCs to give you a great yield and some possible income. If conditions around the credit industry get tighter, BDCs ability to offer credit and financed lending to people can put them in a unique position to capitalize even more money. As of this recording, I don't personally own any BDCs, but in doing the research for this episode, it has made me more interested, and I am taking a closer look. And I am always on the lookout for high-yielding stocks in flat markets, so I think I will continue investigating in BDCs at the same time while I'm investing in low-cost passive index funds. Hey, thanks a lot for joining me today on My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. We'll see you next week. This podcast is produced and published by Oregon Trail Investor in the USA. All information is for entertainment purposes only. The brand My Millennial Investor is used under license. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.